you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Ben Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw. It's time for another Dark Side of the Ring review. Um... Uh, so this is the uh, what is this the the slap heard around the world or something? Correct. Dr. Yeah. D. Doctor D. David Schultz. Slap. There's actually two slaps. Yeah, he slapped him once on one ear, or a cheek, a cheek. As far as Doctor D is concerned, Stossel says ear, and then he gets up, slaps him on the other cheek or ear, uh, and then Stossel makes up an injury so that he can get paid. Is essentially kind of how it go- it's funny. So. Uh, this was, to me, by far the most interesting episode I've seen from the perspective of just how messed up the pro wrestling business is and how ridiculous and, I'm sorry, kind of stupid the idea of kayfabe is. It really is. Uh, it it kind of perfectly synthesized the, the perception of wrestling versus the reality of it because you get the perception of wrestling from dismissive, condescending, uh, mainstream outlets represented by John Stossel who see it as fake and therefore is essentially a scam. It's, that's the term Stossel used to describe pro wrestling, a scam, and, and therefore give the same manner and level of respect as he would Bernie Madoff or any other scam artist or con man out there. And then over on the pro wrestling side of things, you got uh, Cornette and Dr. D who thinks the industry needs to be protected, that the idea of kayfabe uh, needs to be strong and true for fear of the business suffering like it did in the 1930s. <laughs> there was an expose and business was bad for 15 years. <laughs> like the, if this is, if that is the sole reason like Cornette wants to maintain kayfabe is for something that happened 90 years ago. That is ridiculous. Well, this all, is, we, what sorry, was, what, to, to piggyback on that, what was inter- what was really interesting to me because you know, yeah, he's talking about this secret has to be guarded unless our business. Dude, I'm sorry, but anecdotally speaking, I've asked my dad, who went to the Memorial Auditorium back in the 70s, in 73, 74, 75, with my Uncle Joe. Not my real uncle, we just called him that. He was a kayfabe uncle. <laughs> um, with my Uncle Joe, they would go to the, to the, to the wrestling because yeah. Uncle Joe really liked it, and my dad would just tag along. And I asked him, I've asked him several times, Did you knew it was fake. He was like, yeah, of course I knew it was fake. Dude, when I first started wrestling, the first thing my da- when I first started watching wrestling, the first thing my dad told me is like, you know, this is fake, right? Right. And, and, and they say this in here that Stossel in 2020 did like a, 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 a survey. panel, a survey, and th- only 33% of the, the respondents thought it was real. Two-thirds. This isn't some great scam, man. 66% of people were still going knowing it was fake. How are you killing the business? I know. By not keeping kayfabe? This is ridiculous. This idea that kayfabe is a sacred thing and it has to be protected and is here's the thing. asinine. Here's the thing. It's, uh, uh, the, the, such a strong adherence to kayfabe is what stigmatizes pro wrestling. If you, you're, you're basing your creative form on a lie. People don't like being lied to. 
if you are basing your entire business off a secret, that secret will be exposed. That's a fact. It is. And you want, and they wonder why wrestling isn't respected by mainstream outlets, why it's referred to as fake. It's because you try to lie to them. Yeah. If you try to lie to people, they're not going to respect you. Yeah. That's why I'm always saying I'm happy kayfabe is gone. I don't, I don't want to be in their illusions. What I'm watching is real. Wrestling is like the only entertainment form or art form that I can think of that's based on a lie. I Every was... other art form out there that I can think of, at least, puts forth, lets you know, this is a self-contained world that we are creating. We're telling stories within the self-contained world. If 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 Vince McMahon, and and to be fair, you're right. There's there's two. There are two asinine approaches that, that happen in this episode. There's the approach of Vince McMahon, who basically tells Dr. D. I, you know what I love, too, is that when they open on Dr. D. There's a lot to unpack here. When they <laughs> open on Dr. D, he says, I'm a lot of th- you can call me a lot of things. You can call me a con man. You can call me a bad guy. But you can't call me fake. This is moments after he called himself Dr. D. I am almost positive the man does not have a Ph.D., or an MD. No, he's not a, nor a medical doctor, no. Right, exactly. No. So it's like, dude, I don't know what your definition of fake is, but calling yourself a doctor is like, when you're not, is like one of the most fake things you could do. It's up there with saying that you had a, a military career when you didn't. So there's that. But there is, on the other side of things, Stossel's approach to this was the stupidest thing in the world because if, you're, if your thing is, I want to expose a lie, if you understand that this is simply entertainment, there is such a more productive way to expose pro wrestling. If you say, "Listen, Vince, you're killing yourself. You're gonna kill yourself because if I'm not gonna do this expose, somebody else is gonna do it in a really, really negative light. So why don't we take a positive approach to it? Why don't you out yourself voluntarily? Because two thirds of the people don't give a shit." They're there for the entertainment value, not because they think it's real. But instead, Stossel goes into this like he's exposing like government corruption, exactly. uh, pyramid scheme. Yeah. He's on a self-righteous crusade to, uh, uh, to, to, to make sure that 33% of the people who are watching this aren't scammed, mm-hmm. as he puts it. Because he has such a nose for BS, as he says. And you know, here's he the thing. BS his way into a lawsuit. Yeah, exactly. And that's, does he not understand the hypocrisy there? He says, oh, yeah, I carried that. Like, he had no bones about calling out that he was basically lying about his pain, about his yeah. issue. And so it's like, it's funny because when I started watching this, um, you were like, man, Stossel, because you had seen it before me, you said Stossel yeah. comes off like such a turd. And, and the first 20 minutes or so, it's like, no, he doesn't. He's sort of just, you know, saying what how he feels and, and and how he calls it. And he was he was praising the pro wrestling stuff a little bit. But once you get to the lawsuit, it's like, oh, so you're just a piece of shit. Now you're lying. Okay, just to get your two hundred eighty thousand dollars. So yeah, he totally comes off like a turd in this. But that's the sad yeah. thing is that a turd tried to bring down pro wrestling as opposed to hey, you and he even admits he enjoyed it as a kid, and he knows that it's fake. Two-thirds of the people know that it's not real, but they're still enjoying it. And something tells me that out of the 33% of people that said they thought it was fake, there has to be some percentage of those people who are, like, playing along with the survey. I really kind of don't believe that one-third. By the 80s, seeing Hulk Hogan wrestle, there's nothing about that that looks real. Even when they I did know. the the interview with that lady, the, the fan who was there, she's like, oh, yeah, I think it's real. Oh, she had a huge smile on her face. She did. 
did. She did. So I don't Let know under what circumstances they were asking these questions. Let me ask you this. Did John Stossel seem like the type of guy that go up to a kid and completely uh, for unmotivated tell him that Santa Claus is not real? Yes. 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 He totally could. Yeah. Santa Claus because is he's a scam. Only, he's, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm not going to BS these people. Let's go to the mall, wait in line. Those kids wait in line, get the picture taken of Santa and say, he's not real. He's not real. He's not real. Mm-hmm. He just seems like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, totally. but like you know, if 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 Stossel's attitude as an investigative reporter, as a as a because before that he was like a consumer affairs reporter, or something yeah, like that. If his attitude is going in any story he's going to do, as in, all right, uh, the people who are doing this stuff are, are, are you know are either unscrupulous con men, uh, running scams, so on and so forth. Uh, I'm guessing his mindset is like I got to expose them. Um, because they're doing a, an act of disservice to the community, therefore they're unworthy of my respect. Mm-hmm. And if that's his mindset, regardless of his investigation, um, you know, if you're going to go confront some guy who's bilking seniors at a ton of money, all right. Yeah. But if you're going to go into Madison Square Garden and try to confront wrestlers with that same mindset, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say uh, Schultz was right for slapping him. There's no reason to resort to violence. But if you're going to go in there and be confrontational without a, a, any shred of respect, maybe not for the business itself, but for the fact that these men and women are going out there and and yeah, sure, you, uh, Eddie Mansfield might have taught you, showed you a couple bumps in the ring. Uh, that's a, a long stretch from what uh, people, they go through on a day in and day out basis, where they're working 300 days a year and putting their body on the line. You got to walk in there with the, the minimum of respect for what these men and women are doing, and if you're not going to give them that you're going to be met with a lot of resistance. Yeah, and and that's the thing about guys like Dr. D, who who by the way, you know what what's you're absolutely right. There, there's two things. There's there's a there's should you be able to walk you know the, the whole idea of like free speech. Should be able to walk into a place and talk shit to a person and not uh, uh get punched in the face. Yeah, probably. Like legally you're allowed to do that. Um, to an extent, depending on how much shit talk you're doing, I'm pretty sure there's some amount of leeway. The law. Well, gives. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's the you know the idea of free speech is, is does not to the you could say what you want, but it's not free speech without uh, consequences. You know, it's the whole <laughs> well, idea. Can you go yeah. into a movie theater and scream fire and be protected under the First Amendment? Right. No, because no, there's not. consequences based on what you did. Yeah. Now, is it smart to go up to a guy who clearly is not? And and he was warned, by the way, by Eddie Mansfield, who, by the way, looks like a million bucks in this thing. I'm sorry. I had Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette actually came off kind of the worst in this. Um, he had some line, and and generally in these things, he comes off as pretty well reasoned, and we know from his Twitter account that he's not. But um, but you know, the the man does know his history. Well, here's the thing: when it comes to Cornette, if you stick to him as an information source, there's value there. If he starts to editorialize, that's when you're getting in trouble. That's yeah, that's pretty much true. Um, I do. Lo- my favorite Cornette bit was though nothing beats his reaction to New Jack because he did that throaty laugh of his when New Jack starts stabbing that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, uh. It's funny because the two guys in this that were kicked out of pro wrestling still look remarkably good. Like mm-hmm. Eddie Mansfield, I don't know where they filmed this. I'm assuming it's at at his residence, and he didn't say what he ended up doing after pro wrestling, but yeah. that was a giant house. Yeah, no, and, he was walking out of, yeah. And he talks like he's done pretty damn well for himself after wrestling, and it seems like he has, and mm-hmm. he still looks great. Um, mm-hmm. Dr. D even, he looks amazing for his age. 
Yeah, considering the life he's led uh, during his wrestling career, especially post-wrestling, seems pretty damn hard. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing he looks to be in as good a shape as what he is. Well, I guarantee if he had stayed in the wrestling business for as long as a lot of his other contemporaries... Oh, he'd be way worse for wear than he he'd does. He'd be way yeah. worse yeah. for wear. But the, yeah. the, the thing that was most interesting to me in this was Eddie Mansfield's take that, historically speaking, and dude, even today, pro-wrestling promoters... Don't take care of the people that make them the money. Back then, he was advocator. He claims he was advocating for healthcare. He was advocating for 401ks. Vince McMahon was asking Dr. D to sign a piece of paper saying that Vince had nothing to do with uh, with Dr. D slapping Stossel. Yep. When Dr. D claims that Vince McMahon said, hey, we've got these people coming in. Don't let them disrespect the business. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Stay in character for your interview. They Stay in character for your interview, exactly. And, of course, obviously him staying in character is going to be him slapping around the little nerd reporter mm-hmm. guy who's disrespecting mm-hmm. the industry. So, and, and that's what's mind-blowing about this, is that you've got these wrestlers who are, like, protecting the guys that are taking advantage of them. It's insane. It's absolutely crazy. The first, when Dr. D talked about Herb Welch, the guy who trained him, what was his training like, Larson? Uh, so apparently this gentleman, Herb Welch, would take a dump, rub the dump at his armpits, and then put people in headlocks. Yeah. Squeeze them until they essentially gave up. And so then he proceeded to beat the hell out of them. That was disgusting. But then even when Dr. D says, yeah, okay, so I said, I looked at pro wrestling. I said, hey, this looks easy enough. I went and go and went to meet Herb Welch. And Jim Cornette says, yeah, Herb Welch is old school. He'd take you in your barn and just beat the shit out of you. Yeah. that That's not... It's not really training, is it? <laughs> no, it's not training. That's, that's taking advantage of, of, of someone who's looking to learn a, a skill, a craft, and just uh, essentially just beating him up probably for the sake of to teach him how to be tough. Like, has you know? Stone Cold has said many times, many times, that he didn't know wrestling was fake until his first match. That's what Dr. D says. He said after uh, Herb Welch did a bit of training, he says, all right, I think you got some. Uh, here, let me pull you aside, talk to you about the business. It is only after he trained him for a bit and he had some matches uh, in the training facility where he was beating people up that this dude plumb aside. It's like, you got to pull up a little bit because this isn't real. <laughs> what the hell is this the, all about? The, the, the fact crazy. that it's choreographed fighting kind of seems essential to the training aspect. Right. You know? Yeah. Because part of the training, should you should be able to know how to punch somebody without actually hurting them. I know. I know. It's, it kind of seems like, all right, we're going to teach you how to fight. Oh, by the way, we're going to have to pull back a little bit because uh, this isn't real fighting. This is mm. choreographed fighting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know Mansfield. it's maddening to hear about, about that, that. You know, because it aligns with Undertaker said when he was training with Buzz Sawyer, the Buzz would just take him and just stretch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I guess in the early days they would do that. They would, you know, you hear about Vern Gagne's uh, training methods in AWA where he had to put someone up in like fireman carry position and run upstairs mm-hmm. ad nauseum basically. I mean, at least with the with the AWA training stuff, it's like, you know, you put a guy in fireman's carry position and then you run upstairs. It's like it's enhancing your cardio because, I mean, look, wrestling is tough. It's really, really tough. It is. is, is. And so I get that. But, yeah, it's about like weeding out the weak. And I mean, maybe that's what, you know, going into the barnyard and, and beating the crap out of somebody. If you're tough enough to take a beating in a barnyard, you're tough enough to do some pro wrestling. No, that seems gratuitous. So, I mean, and even more so uh, putting crap in your armpits and then uh, putting that was people disgusting. in headlocks. 
That's that was nasty. Man, that was that was I'll just that's fucked up. That's nasty. <laughs> that's fucked up. That's nasty. Um let's touch on the Eddie Mansfield stuff a bit. Um yeah. in terms of the interview aspect of the show, that aspect of of the whole twenty twenty piece I was least familiar with. You know, we have all seen the slap uh countless times. Um uh, you know, Stossel in there, he takes a handful of bumps, it looks like. Uh, exposing how these moves are done mm-hmm. um, so as not to hurt anybody, at least significantly. And uh, I, I guess I had never known that uh, Mansfield actually bladed during the course of his interview. Yeah, it looks pretty grim. It's pretty yeah. grim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mansfield's my favorite comment from him, though, is simply, why don't you treat us like you do professional athletes? Like that, that concept that's still to this day, and it, and it blows my mind that like right now with the WWE where they're at, they're in this precarious position where the wrestlers really have so much leverage because they can simply elect to not show up because this, you know, if, if they feel like, hey, we're being put at risk here, we need to unionize. We need to be, you know, taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vince is just playing willy nilly with this stuff. Um, and to this day, they don't they don't do it. I know that's really easy for me to say on the sidelines. That's totally an easy thing to say because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know there are uh, uh, you know mouths that need to be fed. I get that, but uh, but it is it is totally true. Like it's it's a it's a it's a form of entertainment that really really does. It's it's unlike anything in how they treat their employees, the the people who actually yeah. are out there making I mean, money you, for them. You just look and one thing that that Mansfield talked about is how underpaid the talent was and Melser in the newsletter this week talked about how you know the top guys in the territories would be well taken care of but by and large everybody else you know especially the lower you get down the card you know you're not getting paid much you got to cover your own expenses mm-hmm. and you think what uh, Melser says that today only about eight percent of WB's revenue goes, goes towards paying yeah. talent NBA is like half mm-hmm, yeah most other major sporting leagues is half yeah yeah, and in WB, it's what was 8%. the uh, you you might remember this because you're you're good with numbers and stuff. The last time there was all there was a, 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 a basically a standoff between the NBA's players union and um, what was that, that was over? A, the, it was over. There was I remember there was it was over revenue split or that was it one was, of the because it was going to be it was I think the the players got the majority of it. And then the league wanted to, to change it so the players got less than fifty percent, and I think fifty percent was the compromise. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I want to I want to say one of the arrangements one 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 group got forty six percent. Oh, okay. Could be yeah. off on that. Like they wouldn't go less than they wouldn't go the players wouldn't go less than fifty percent. Like that's crazy. And wrestlers get eight percent. Well, because there's a union in, in all the other sporting mm-hmm. organizations. There's powerful unions. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I mean, I've if, heard of if wrestlers... you look at entertainment, sorry, if you look at entertainment, you got uh, unions for motion pictures, TV, radio, um, you know, like uh, 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 stage actors, all that. You know, it's, it's like literally, I, I mean, I don't believe there's really a powerful musician's union mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. Yeah. Otherwise, like virtually every other uh, uh, entertainment form has some sort of union component. Well, I remember there was God. There was some, there was one story of, oh man, one of the wrestlers was trying to get into SAG. Um, he was like focusing oh, more on his uh, on his on his acting. God damn it, who was I forget? But uh, he was there was some there was some report about a wrestler who was like trying to get his SAG card because there are benefits to that. Yeah. Um. So healthcare. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's I don't know, man. It's it's shocking that like 
this is still a thing. This is still a thing in the industry because mm-hmm. nobody's willing to step up and, uh, mm-hmm. and and do what needs to be done. I mean, uh, the business model in pro wrestling is so entrenched in the it industry is. itself. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just gonna, it's probably just going to take uh, a, a good number of high profile people taking a stand and demanding change for anything mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah. One of the things that uh, I mean, honestly, it's going to take guys like Roman Reigns. Who mm-hmm. WrestleMania the last second he said, Nope, not gonna do it. Yep. Got twins yep. on the way. Or whatever, whatever his reason was. Yep. Or reasons. Uh one thing that cracked me up, just little things now, I guess. Uh this was the fakest fake wrestler with Hogan. The his guy they got to long. play nothing like him. Like yeah. maybe his body type was a little bit like later Hogan because he had like the big sort of I get they call it like steroids. Yeah, the cut. guy they got to play Hogan though was was way too cut. Hogan was never cut. Yeah. Yeah, but like he got way too close. He was way too in focus in one shot, and I was like, "That looks nothing like, like Hogan." Um, I feel like they got a different fake Vince because the, the, they did. They did. It didn't look like the other fake Vince looked a lot more like like Vince. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought the Doctor D. I mean, is an interesting guy. Uh, the bounty hunter stuff was really pretty interesting. Yeah, um, all the shots of him shooting various guns was kind of funny. Um, but it looks like, honestly, like he's, he probably, maybe he doesn't feel this way. He seems to, you know, think he's, I mean, maybe it's more of a pride thing for him getting kicked out of the pro wrestling business, but, uh, you know, he still looks like he's in really, really good condition, you know? And the way he was going, like the way they portrayed him as going in pro wrestling didn't seem like it was headed in that direction. Yeah. He looked like a hard lived guy. Yeah. 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 Well, he probably in the seventies now you'd think probably. Yeah. Think I think so. Would, I yeah. would think so. Maybe or late sixties, yeah. anyways. Yeah, he looked old back but, then, though. Uh, Melster mentioned this in the newsletter this week about uh, uh, Schultz's chances. It was kind of alluded to in Dark Side of the Ring too, of, of you know becoming a, a much larger star in WWE, and you know just the direction the company was going. WWE, that is WWF at the time, be more family friendly. Uh, you know, he, his whole character. Mm-hmm was definitely rooted in things that were not exactly family friendly. Mm-hmm, I mean, those, yeah. those, those vignettes Vince had him do where he's <laughs> ordering his wife around and basically threatening his not real children, but kayfabe kids with physical violence. Um, you know, as, as WB got more and more into the rock and wrestling era, that stuff. Uh-uh. Was that uh, what the story behind that? I was hoping they would go back to that gunshot on the, in the promo and Vince's reaction seemed really legitimate. Yeah, when that gunshot went off during the yeah, promo, yeah. and Vince, you idiot, what are you doing? That you called looked, a stupid idiot, which is funny. Yeah, that that looked legit, and I I thought I saw that on Twitter somewhere, where somebody was like, "Yeah, this was he he was not supposed to shoot that gun." Oh, maybe not, maybe not. Well, the, the, when the, when uh, Doctor D says that was like a set, and Vince had all those guns brought in, that wasn't yeah, stuff. He had them all so. brought in, um, <laughs> and Vince probably just didn't expect the guy to pull a trigger. Maybe not. I mean, that's how haphazard that shit is, man. Let's bring in a bunch of guns. Are they loaded? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Don't pull the trigger. That's good. Not safety enough. Yeah, make sure the safety is on and don't pull the trigger. It shouldn't be a worry. Bang. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, the 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 uh, the vignettes with the family. I'd never seen that before. That Unsettling. was dark. That was yeah, really man. messed up stuff right there. Yeah. 
So, next yeah. week, it's uh, the, the Herb Abram story. I'm not familiar with this at all. I'm not going to do any research in advance. Yeah. Um, I want to go in this as cold as possible. Uh, so if you're watching this and you're thinking, I'm going to leave a comment to let these guys know what the deal is. Don't want to hear it. I appreciate yeah. you want to fill us in. I want to go in this knowing as little as possible because so I want to be blown away by it. If you are interested, I'll give a plug for a friend. Brian Zane did do, uh, from yes. what I understand, yes. a pretty extensive UWF video. I have not seen that. Um, but yeah, same as you, I'm looking forward to going into this cold because I know little, very little. I, I actually started watching one of their pay-per-views last night because Bixenspan, uh, posted a link to it. And so I watched like a little bit of it and what I saw was fascinating. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to, I'll, leave it at that because I, I don't know basically anything about this yep. and I'm, I'm yep. fascinated. Yeah. I want to keep it that way until I actually get a chance to watch it for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's it for our dark side of the ring review. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Uh, till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.